morning. Open your Bibles with me to Deuteronomy 19. While you're turning, um, it's in Pikeville last week, and uh, Brother Lyon on several of the brethren there wanted to just pass on a hey to everyone up up our way, asking about uh, asking about our folks. So, and then uh, Pastor texted me yesterday. They're having good services, and uh, wanted everybody to know he misses them. Him and Jan hope to be back later later this evening. Before we begin, let's go to our Lord in prayer. Our God and Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to to gather as a people. We pray that you would use this time to teach us from, from your word. Take these things written in your word and teach us uh, more of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let us let us see him. Cause us to see Christ and, and rest in him. Again, we, we thank you for your many blessings. Above all, we thank you for our Savior. Lord, bless us in this, this time together. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Our text this morning will come from Deuteronomy uh, 19. Let, let's, uh, let's look at these first 10 verses here. It says, When the Lord thy God hath cut off the nations whose land the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their cities and in their houses, thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Thou shalt prepare thee away and divide the coast of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to inherit, into three parts, that every slayer may flee thither. And this is the case of the slayer, which shall flee thither, that he may live. Whoso killeth his neighbor ignorantly, whom he hated not in time past, as when a man goeth into the woods with his neighbor to hew wood, and his hand fetcheth the stroke with the axe to cut down the tree, and the head slippeth from the hill, and lighteth upon his neighbor that he die. He shall flee unto one of those cities and live. Lest the avenger of blood pursue the slayer while his heart is hot and overtake him, because the way is long, and slay him whereas he was not worthy of death, inasmuch as he hated him not in time past. Wherefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt separate three cities for thee. And if the Lord thy God enlarge thy coast, as he hath sworn unto thy fathers, and given to thee all the land which he promised to give unto thy fathers, if thou shalt keep all these commandments to do them, which I command thee this day, to love the Lord thy God, to walk ever in his ways, then thou shalt add three cities more for thee, beside these three cities, these three, that innocent blood be not shed in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and so blood be upon thee. Now, here in this text, we read of these cities of, of refuge. There were six of them. Um, he mentions three here, and he said, if the Lord's pleased and enlarge, enlarge thy borders, you're going to add three more. But six cities of refuge. Now, a refuge is a, it's a place of safety. It's a, a shelter. Um, and these refuges, they all point 
to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this would be, it's wonderful to think that there were cities of refuge in that time, and it's good to read about it. But if that's all we see, we've missed the point. These these cities, they point to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, In Psalm uh, 46, we, we read this, God is our refuge, a very present help in time of trouble. Now, this morning, just quickly, I want us to see two things. One is, the first one is this, how these, the names, even the names of these cities point to the Lord Jesus Christ. So how these names point to Christ, and then how the cities as a whole point to our Savior, Christ our refuge. Now, listen to the names of these cities of refuge. Um, I mentioned I was in Pikeville last week. Brother Tom had a, he had a sheet, had all six of these cities listed with, with the names of them and what they, what they meant. But li- just listen to these here this morning. Golan. That was one of the names of those cities. And that word means revealed or manifested. The Lord Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Um, Scriptures declare that in Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed, revealed to his, his people. Another city's name was Ramoth. It was named Ramoth. And that name means exalted. Again, this, this points to our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Philippians, we read that God had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above Every name. Every name. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At His name, at the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, every knee is going to bow. Of things in heaven, of things in earth, things under the earth, and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is exalted above the heavens. He's exalted above all principality and power. He's exalted above every name that is named. Can this speak of anyone but the Lord Jesus Christ? Bezer. Bezer. A fortified place. Like a, like a fortress. That'd be, a, I think, a fair comparison. Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs, The Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. A place of of safety. David wrote this, The Lord is my refuge and my fortress. My fortress. And and listen, not just a, a peaceful hiding place, but a strong tower of of defense, huh? Strong, manifest. It's a display of His power, um, ready to withstand the attack of every enemy, ready to resist the attack of any enemy. No harm. Imagine in this refuge, no harm can reach us. No attack can injure us. David in Psalm 91, and he, listen to this, he said, not just 
He's a refuge or he's a fortress. He said this, I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in him will I trust. The next city, Kedesh. And that means holy, holy. Isaiah wrote this, our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name the Holy One of Israel. Shechem means shoulder. The word means shoulder. Our Lord was prophesied in Isaiah and he wrote this, the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name, his name. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You know, when something is... um, carry something heavy. Often we try to get it up on our shoulder to, to bear the weight of it. Our sin, our iniquity, it was, it was laid on Him. He bore it. He bore the sins of His people. His, his sheep, His church, His people are carried on his shoulder. Back in, in Luke chapter 15, verse, verse 4, I, I find myself reading this often. Let me just read it to you. Our Lord told that parable. And he said, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth he not leave the ninety and nine into the wilderness and... Uh, Go after that which is lost until he finds it. And when he finds it, what's he do with it? He lays it on his shoulder. Lays it on his shoulder. And he rejoices. And and, and when when he comes home, he carries that sheep on his shoulder. He lays it up there on his shoulder. Bears the weight of it. Bears the awfulness of it. And he carries it home rejoicing and he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying unto them rejoice with me I have found my sheep which was lost if you've ever if you've ever carried an animal on your shoulder you, you'll know you'll know something of this like whatever's on that whatever's on that animal it's on you and, and an animal don't like necessarily to be carried. Alec, I'm sure you've done that. You've carried an animal on your shoulder. Whatever's coming out of that animal, the stink and the filth of it, it's on you. And it don't like being up there. And it bucks and carries on. It has to be held tight. That's us. That's us. Think, think of our, our sin. Think of our shame. That which, that which we, we bear ourselves. He bears it. He bears it on himself. And though we buck and carry on and try to get loose, he will not, he will not let us go. Bears it, bears us on his shoulders and rejoices. <laughs> he rejoices over it. I, I can't, I can't say that's been true of me, huh? To carry something on your shoulder. You just want, want to get back to the barn and be done. He rejoices and he calls everyone together. Rejoice with me. This one sheep. 
Shechem, shoulder. And then the sixth city, Hebron. That word means fellowship or communion. God's people are called to the fellowship of his son. Jesus Christ, our Lord. In fact, we read this, that our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We're united. United with God. We have union with him. Union with Christ. We have fellowship with God. Fellowship with Christ. He lives in us. We live in him. Well, quickly, let, let's look at these cities of, of refuge here this morning. What was the, what was the purpose? You know, the, the Lord had given clear instruction in his word for dealing with thieves and, and criminals and murderers. In Exodus 21, 24, it says a, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, hand for hand, foot for foot. The punishment was according to the crime. And that was often carried out by the near kinsman. If a person murdered someone in malice or anger, he was to be put to death by the proper authority. Well, that person was called the avenger of of blood. But uh, we read that suppose two people went into the woods. I, I kind of think about Ben when, when I tell you this because we got a we got a little fire pit out behind the house and there's a stack of wood there. And when we're all out there, Ben's always got an axe or a maul and he's out there splitting wood. But he said, "What what happens if if when that's going on, the head of that axe would fly off and hit somebody in the head and kill them?" They didn't they didn't intentionally do it. They didn't have any malice in their heart. They didn't desire to kill that person. They weren't angry angry with them. But the avenger of blood would, would, would chase after that person. And they said, well, let's, God gave instruction. Six cities of refuge. Start with three and three more as the, as the borders enlarge. And that way the slayer, that one who had killed someone unintentionally, they could flee to one of those cities and they could go and tell the elders of the city, tell their case. And the elders were instructed to take that person in and give them a place of to dwell. Uh, and if the avenger of blood came there and knocked on the door and said, let me have him, they were to say no. They were to keep him there safely. And the slayer could abide until his case was heard or until the death of the high priest. But you know, if the if that slayer were to leave the city, if they were to leave that refuge, and the avenger of blood would find him, he could uh, he could kill him and not be not be guilty of anything. Now, again, the word refuge means a a place of safe habitation, huh? and it it's commonly used to denote uh, a person. Or a, or a place to flee from danger. And um, let, let's just quickly here again consider God in Christ who is our, our refuge. Look at, uh, look at Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews chapter 6. 
Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. Hebrews 6, verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon him. To lay hold upon the hope that was set before us. And that hope being the Lord Jesus Christ. David wrote in the Psalms, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and glory. The rock of my strength and refuge is Almighty God. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. And these cities of refuge, again, they point, they point to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, consider these six things quickly. The first is this. These cities were appointed by God. They were by God's appointment, by God's decree, by God's will, by God's word. And they were provided for the safety of all those who fled. And it's by God's appointment and God's will that the Lord Jesus Christ, His well-beloved and only begotten Son, was made our refuge, our surety, our high priest, our righteousness, our redeemer, our Savior, by God's will and appointment. Second, these cities of refuge were located so that one could flee there without difficulty. They were easily found. There were signs that marked the way. And, and the roads were even kept clear. You go back and read about them. The roads were to be kept clear from any obstruction. You know, if a tree would fall over or briars get into the path, those were to be removed. And you know, the Lord Jesus Christ in God's word is our refuge. And um, scripture says this, he's not, he's not far from any of us. Look at, uh, look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Look, beginning with verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring down Christ from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made 
unto salvation. He's not far from any of us. The guilty are to, to look and believe. Just look and believe. The, the word of God points us to Christ. In, in John 5, 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. And listen, this thing of keeping the path, pathway clear, God's messengers are, are charged with that. We're all charged with that, to keep the pathway clear. L- listen, we have one message, and it's Christ. That's it. One message, the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn to 1 Corinthians. If you still have Romans, just turn over a few pages there to 1 Corinthians 1. Verse 17. Paul writing to the church there, he said, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to do this one thing. Preach the gospel. Preach God. Not to, listen, not to have, um, all these, all these things that go on in the name of, of religion. Not ball teams, not, not building buildings, not, uh, one thing. And this is true for the adults and it's true of our children. We do one thing. We preach the gospel. We're not using gimmicks to get people here. We don't have a softball team. We preach the gospel. We preach God's word. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of of none effect. Third. The manslayer was to flee immediately. Why would you? Why would you linger? Why would you? Why would you stand around and wait? And the believer, we're to flee to Christ right now, right now, without delay. In First Corinthians six two, it says, "I've I've heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation." Have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Fourth, the manslayer must be in the city. You know, uh, knowing about the city or standing near the city or reciting every fact you know about the city would not keep you safe. That was not enough. He had to be in the city. And those that would find refuge in Christ must by faith dwell in Him. We rest in Him and Him alone. To know about Christ, oh, that would be good. To admire Christ, there's every reason to do so. But we're to leave all behind and rest in Him, in Him alone. 1 Corinthians 1.30, But of Him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Fifth, the manslayer was to remain in the city. Huh? To leave, to leave meant death. Wouldn't that be foolish? A place, to leave a place of safety Believers will and must continue in faith 
To, to deny Christ is to depart from Christ. And to depart from Christ is to perish. Turn to, turn to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 verse 38. We will and we must abide in. Look at verse 38 of Hebrews 10. The just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. He, he said this, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Sixth, those who got to the city, those who got to the city of refuge before the avenger of blood overtook them were completely safe and delivered from death. Joshua 20 verse 9 says, Whosoever killeth any person unawares might flee thither and not die by the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. All who come to God, all who come to God by the righteousness of Christ. That's the key. We, we come by Christ. We come by His righteousness. We, we come by His accomplished work. All who come by the righteousness of Christ, the blood of Christ, before death overtakes us, are forever saved. Romans 8 verse 1 says this, There is therefore now, right now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. To those who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Are we condemnable? Absolutely. Uh, is, that, is that even questionable? Are we condemnable? Yes. Sin dwells in me and, and, and will until we leave, this, we leave this earth. But my sin can't bring me into condemnation. Not if I'm in Christ. Not if I'm in Him. He's borne the penalty of sin. He's borne the judgment of sin. He's borne the condemnation of my sin. All of it. All of it. Past, present, and future. Just as that, just as that manslayer was told, huh? Flee to the city. Flee to the city. We're to flee to him. He's a savior appointed by God for sinners. He's our surety, our high priest, our righteousness, our redeemer, our savior. He's easily found. He's easily found. Flee to him without delay. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. We're to leave all and rest in Him. Remain in Him. Knowing this. That all who come to God. And abide in Him. Are forever. Eternally saved.
I think we've got time here. I want to close. I just want to read a passage of Scripture. Turn to uh, Psalm, Psalm 46. You know, I love reading about these six cities of refuge. But there's just one Savior. Just one. Look, look here in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Everything on this earth is going to be removed, but Christ is still present. Almighty God is still present. Verse 3, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there's a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. He said, I in them and thou in me. God's in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he's made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. The things that would harm us, he destroys he utterly destroys. Be still. Sit and wait with patience. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. God be pleased to bless his word.